Yeah, ready for takeoff. <laughs> All right, let's just go ahead and kick it off. <laughs> Welcome back to the Trail Mix Podcast, and today I got a guest with me. Pretty pretty cool guy he's a uh i don't know about all that some somewhat of a rock star <laughs> he's a drummer for a band right here started in coleman county shallow side some people may uh may have remembered from way back in the day some people may have just caught on with the the latest single it's doing pretty good on the charts i see yeah yeah it's uh just keeping on climbing just kind of a little bit of a slow climb and then uh we had a little play on octane so that was always like super cool yeah you know to have a station like octane that's you know such a giant in the industry get, you know get behind a song and kind of push it you know so like we're just kind of riding it out and uh trying to play as many shows as we can while we're doing it and yeah that single being uh, you're the reason and that is a pretty cool song i, I watched the video and I just got to say that every video of yours I watch, you are just hammering the drum. <laughs> I mean, going hard on the drum. Yeah, man, I beat them like they owe me money. And yeah. uh, I'm hoping one of these days my drums will get the memo and they'll just start <laughs> spitting out like quarters every time I, you know, drop it from the ceiling. Just pop. <laughs> so uh, I see you do actually own a shirt, too, by the I, way. I, a- I do. I was uh, recommended to wear a shirt for this one because <laughs> yeah. I didn't. They said the, uh, the mud from these trails would stain onto my nipples and i wouldn't be able to to, to turn back from there so yeah so you guys got a tour coming up uh yeah later starting next weekend well i believe yeah actually. yeah it's uh starting on the uh the 24th is when it when it starts and uh we'll be starting in kansas wichita wichita and, kansas. Uh, playing a couple of uh headline dates on our way out and then we're going to be linking up with our buddies in a, a band called royal bliss and they're from kind of out west, and so we're going to be hitting through, you know, Washington, Idaho, Oregon, stuff like that. That sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're hoping so anyway, so. So, if you don't mind, let's uh, let's take it way back, because like I said, I like a good story. Yeah. And uh, let's take it way back to when the band first started. Uh, was was Shallowside the first band you were ever in, or was you in any bands before Shallowside, or kind of... How did you get started, I guess? Well, it just, it, it kind of evolved uh, just because, you know, we started kind of um, jamming through high school, and uh, and then after we graduated, we're just like, well, we can't play sports anymore. We're not, <laughs> nobody's good enough to go to college and play sports, so, uh, you know, that was, that was kind of our outlet and stuff to do, and uh, so we, you know, just started jamming along, and then we'd find a party to go play somewhere, and then... Uh, it kind of started spiraling from there, and then the cops would get called, shut the party down, and we're like, well, where can we play? Because nobody would have us. So we're, you know, just throw another party, and it got to where the cops just would show up before it even got started and just shut us down. We're like, man, ah, okay, fine. We'll find a bar somewhere. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> and, we'll and, do it the right way. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, at that point, you needed a band name. So we, for uh, just a brief period of time, we went, under the band name Sheon. Sheon? Sheon. And uh, and then, so after we did that, we wrote a couple songs, and we are going to go in and uh, get our first ever professional recording. And we worked, like, all summer long and just was putting in all of our own money that we could uh, into being able to go and record with this producer. It was a guy that we looked up to, you know, at the time, from bands that we looked up to. So we are like, yeah, we're going to go and know record with this guy because he records you know our favorite bands right so we saved up all the money that we could and uh 
went and recorded, and he was like, what kind of band name is that? <laughs> I was like, nobody's going to like that. It's got an apostrophe in it. What are you doing? <laughs> and he beat us black and blue in the studio, and it was everything that we needed to hear, though, is because we were, you know, just riding that kind of, uh, you know, friends and local scene high, of, like everybody telling you, you know, right. that that you're doing great and they just want to be friends with you you know when something good happens and then we go in with this guy and he's just like you are trash <laughs> absolute trash here's what you got to do <laughs> yeah well I mean, it's good it's good to get that you know you hear it from somebody in the in- industry versus just kind yeah. of making assumptions yeah yeah of course man it's, it's a lot different when you hear it from a producer versus you know your aunt kathy over there telling you <laughs> how great you are <laughs> i think everybody's got an aunt kathy i think my aunt kathy's probably gonna watch this Whatever I get it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep, and then be like, well, I guess I am too nice. <laughs> so yeah. where did the name Shallow Side come from? Is it, was it kind of a collaborative well, spinoff? Or? Yeah, it kind of stemmed uh, a lot in part from that experience of recording those two songs. Um, with uh, It was a guy named Travis Wyrick, and he recorded you know a lot of the stuff from P.O.D., and a band called 10 Years, which especially in our early days, we really were high on 10 Years. And uh, and so we were just kind of thinking about names, you know, different names, and just kind of looking at the industry. And we knew we wanted to get out, and we wanted to tour, and we wanted to, like, do all these things, had big dreams, but we just didn't know how to do it. And then we seen some of the, you know, like other small and upcoming bands and stuff like that. And so we were just kind of envisioning the uh, the music industry and all these bands as kind of like the ocean or just like a big, massive body of water somewhere. Right. It was like we were in the shallow side, but we wanted to get out here and play with the big boys. Okay, you know? I, I like that. I like but that. But we just, you know, so we just deemed ourselves in the shallow side and rolled our sleeves up and got to work and hit the road and started touring as much as we could. That's pretty awesome, so... Is, this was all basically right out of high school then. Yeah, yeah, pretty fresh after high school. We had like maybe a, a year or so just kind of toying and tinkering around and trying to figure out what we were doing at all. And it, you know, because we we just started from absolutely zero nothing. We didn't know anybody. We didn't know anything. We just didn't know at all. <laughs> we right. just knew it was something we wanted to do. And we had to kind of roll our sleeves up and get after it so that's that's pretty much what we did and just kind of dropped everything everybody got rid of cars and apartments <laughs> and everything and we hit the road and we were gone 10 11 months out of the year that's pretty awesome it sounds like everybody was kind of on the same page yeah you know, let's let's buy into it 100 percent yep and, uh, give it everything you can to make it work oh so. yeah that was pretty much it i yeah. guess you were kind of always pursuing it as a uh, as a career of sorts yeah uh, wasn't really a, an, an option not to. Yeah, yeah, that's that was it. And uh, we, you know, started touring in our first tour or two. Oh, it was awful. It was, <laughs> we got, we were told, oh, yeah, dear. Yeah. Woo, yeah. <laughs> better run around here. <laughs> yeah. get, get close to deer season. He better take off. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's scatting town. Um, Hey, we got two. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> two, two little does out there. Yeah. You never know what you're going to see out here. Yeah, pretty little boogers. Um, 
So you set out on your first tour, right? I mean, just right away. Where was much. where was kind of the first place that wasn't a local venue for you? Um, I think probably the first place that we really started kind of playing more than once was a place. Yeah, we got them trapped now. Well, <laughs> they don't know go. what to do. <laughs> it was a, a place up in Clarksville, Tennessee, called the Warehouse. Okay. And, uh, actually, it just shut down not too long ago, but we. That was uh, one of the first places that uh, we really started to kind of find ourselves a, a, a following and, and stuff like that. And at this time, uh, about how many songs did y'all have out? Y'all didn't have, that. this was prior to Home Today or was Home Today this, already out? Yeah, yeah, this was prior to Home Today. And we, uh, we put, when we went and recorded those songs with Travis, right. um, we were still going on on the name Sheon and then uh, that was when we realized you know by recording these songs we have to kind of get it together a little bit you know <laughs> as far as like if we wanted to be serious about it we have to have a, a band name that you can actually type in and google and something that people will remember uh, and uh, so a lot of cover songs back then um kind of sort of it was more we did play some covers and stuff, but we also were just really focused on writing songs, and uh, we had no clue what we were doing, so we were trying to figure out, how, how do you write a song and it not suck? <laughs> so you got to write, you know, 15 or 20 of them, and then you're like, okay, I, I think we're starting to get in the groove of it here. And uh, so the first two songs that we released were called Crunch and Fear Ends Tonight, and uh, we released that as uh, we were... Uh, basically launching Shallow Side in November of 2010 and then we started touring in uh, March of 2011. Okay, so whenever I seen y'all for the very first time was uh, was actually September of 2012 because it was uh, it actually just come up in my memories yesterday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you guys were playing uh, it was uh, like a little battle of the bands at the fairgrounds uh, up in Jasper. Oh, okay. It a, yeah. It was a lot of fun. You guys really put on a show. Yeah. And, uh, I think a lot of the other bands just kind of left <laughs> after you guys went on. I'm not sure about that. We, was, we played, it, I think, twice out there at the Battle yeah. of the Bands. That was that was always fun, though. Yeah, so <clears throat> so Home Today is kind of where y'all you guys really settled down and wanted to get kind of a professional EP out. Yeah, and that was that was where we first actually uh, packaged a, a CD and was able to sell it. <laughs> so you guys wrote that um, here in Coleman, or is it? How, yeah. I guess how did the songwriting go back then? Because you said it evolved a lot, got a lot better along the way. But yeah, we back were, then was it just like a couple dudes in a basement with a? <laughs> basically, yeah. We uh, so where the band started is uh, about ten minutes from where we are, maybe fifteen. Um, right up in Buck Tussle. Oh, yeah. Buck okay. Tussle Mountain. And it was a, a, a little shed. It was our practice shed out back behind my parents' house. And uh, we made a lot of noise, and we pissed the neighbors off <laughs> really bad for a long time. And uh, that's where we just would get together two or three times a week, um, just writing for, you know, three or four hours, jamming, trying to get tight, trying to figure out what we're doing. It seemed like it usually started with a riff, or did it seem like it started with a uh, with 
words or a melody, or is it just y'all just kind of jammed it out? Yeah, now it, it's a little different, and uh, sometimes it starts with a riff. But back then, I think mainly it would just kind of start with like a riff or just some jamming, just us just jamming whatever freestyling, right? Whatever comes to mind once we find something we like, and then we'd start trying to build on that. But now, you know, sometimes we'll just start with a, a concept and try to build around that. And the whole the whole industry has just changed a lot since then. Technology's taken oh, yeah. over, so, you know, we can actually write um, with, you know, we don't have to be together. We can, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask, now that kind of some of the band members have moved away and, and located a little different, how does songwriting go now? Is it a lot of virtual, like a... Uh, yeah, yeah, and we can, you know, just utilize technology and just come up with a, a riff and, you know, just parts, yeah, send it back it, and forth. Yeah, send it through email and then somebody else toss it on their computer and they can start chiming in their two cents or or we can just kind of jam it uh, acoustically and then once we, once we go into the studio, we know pretty much what we want to do. We just have to go in there and start laying it down in a professional setting. But. Where do y'all normally record at, studio-wise? We've recorded in quite a few different places, but we started in uh, Orlando uh, with a guy named Evan Kaufman, and we recorded Home Today and Stand Up there with them, and then we uh, started linking up with our buddies that uh, we used to tour with and uh, kind of got into the production side of things, and uh, it's called Red 13 Studios, and they're just outside of Boston. Okay. So we started recording and uh, shooting music videos with them because they're kind of an all-in-house. They do, you know, produce music and they shoot videos and just do, you know, photography and they just have a lot of cool things going on. And so we've uh, done a lot of work with those guys. And uh, we did the one uh, EP with them. And then after that, we went to... Uh, back to Orlando with a different guy's guy named Elvis Basquette who's like just an absolute A-list producer. Right. Well, I mean, with a name like Elvis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Elvis, man, he's uh, produced, you know, like Chevelle, Incubus, oh, okay. Stone Temple Pilots, Seven Dust, everything Alter Bridge has ever done. He's just, he's, I mean, like he's just got platinum records everywhere. So wow, that's he's, crazy. He's one of those guys and we went and recorded Saints and Sinners with him and, uh, down in Orlando, and then uh, here lately we've been uh, writing and recording with a guy named uh, Chris Dawson and uh, Jimmy Beatty, which is also formerly of a band that we used to tour with uh, called Seasons After, and then after they disbanded, they you know started getting into production and everything too, and uh, so we, uh, we cut you're the reason and the worst kind with uh, Dawson and them. It's Aphotic Studios out in uh, Wichita, Kansas. Okay. So we, we just kind of get in where we fit in. Right. And, uh, and like it kind of depends on stylistically what you're shooting for. You know, of course it's like who you want to go record the songs with because, you know, naturally they're going to come out with a little different flavors, you know, right. depending on where you go. So is there any song that... Uh that you guys really you started out with and thought it was going to go one direction and then got into recording and the producer was just like hey uh, let's uh let's just completely <laughs> let's let's change this from a a slow song to a, a hard heavy song yeah. or something like that you know just like completely 
flipped your strip on it. Yeah, I think that's happened uh, quite a few times, but I, just nothing really off the top of my head, I got you. you know, kind of comes to mind. But uh, a lot of times it's just because when you go in, you're starting with a like just a basic idea or maybe a concept, and you're trying to build all the pieces around it. That's when it can kind of more be like that. Instead right. of just like, okay, I hear this one thing about this song that's cool, but let's change everything else up. That just kind of destroys the song. But if you're just kind of starting with a rough draft of something, then then it's a lot easier to kind right. of for it to take a totally different direction. And normally when it does, everybody in the studio is like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we found it that time, yeah. <laughs> you know when it hits. Yeah, yeah. When, when that's it drops, awesome. Yeah, it's just like a party. Everybody just jumping up and down and high five. And that's what we're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Do y'all still play a lot of uh, any cover songs? Because whenever uh, now y'all got such a, a wide range of songs that you've recorded and released as singles and EPs. You know, y'all y'all got a, easily a full set. You know, your own music. Yeah. Um, for, yeah. Yeah. And we've recorded a few cover songs yeah. and uh and release them so we we'll kind of you know we'll, we'll play those live and uh and of course it's you know once you record and put out a, a song that's a cover song it's almost like it's one of your own also right. and uh so you know we'll play renegade and you know the uh, separate ways or jukebox hero and stuff like that and uh sometimes we'll be uh contracted to play like a really long set and uh it's more kind of like a party type vibe crowd you know yep. it's, it's just you got to gauge it on the crowd too you know because some some crowds won't if you play a cover they they hate it you're right and then sometimes you know a lot of crowds they won't pay any attention until they hear a cover yeah. <laughs> or if you're playing you know like a for a bike bike week or something like that it's you gotta naturally yeah. lean on some covers a little bit more than you would naturally but so we we just kind of mix it up and i got you kind of got to fill it out yeah play acoustic shows and stuff too and so we'll just kind of we try to keep our acoustic stuff a little more peppy though and like fun so we'll play some you know pop songs or some some 90s country songs or something like that you know right. just try to try to keep the energy up and everybody dancing and clapping even though we have acoustic guitars you know right. and I'll set up a little small drum set it just kind of makes it more fun yeah that sounds like a lot of fun every show I've seen of y'all has been a lot of fun it's uh Seems like the crowd really enjoys y'all's energy on stage. Yeah, that's what we shoot for, man. We uh, we try not to suck. That's our number <laughs> one to, objective. Yeah, we try not to suck up there. <laughs> like it's a, it took us a long time to figure out just how to do now how to get good. We still haven't figured that out, but we're working on it. <laughs> you guys definitely got a got a good hold on it, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. We just we still got them sleeves rolled up and still grinding. So. Right. So did it take a while for it, you know, you, you kind of hinted at it earlier, everyone kind of bought into it, got rid of what they could and pitched in. Yeah. Did it take a while before it become sustainable, uh, you know, touring all the time and oh, yeah. going to studios? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just because it's a it's a business. Squirrel! Yeah, squirrel! <laughs> so, just like any other business, you have right. to build that business and you're going to take a lot of losses before you see a victory. Right. And uh, so it, it took a lot of that just to be able to to keep ourselves, you know, to be able to float on the road. But one thing is we always just had 
really a resilient mindset when we first started touring because we didn't want to tuck our tails and come back home and say we failed. Right. So we're like, we, we got to do something. We were stranded on the road. We had all these shows that were supposedly booked. And it turns out they were complete and utter bullshit, every single one of them. Oh, wow. And so we're, you know, calling the venues. They'd never even heard our name. And they were like, ah, no, that's actually, we have somebody else playing here. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And we're like, oh, God. And we're in uh, West Virginia. At that point, we finally found out that everything was completely false. Oh, man, that's insane. And uh, at that time, all we didn't have Home Today. It wasn't out yet. Uh, we hadn't recorded it. We were just out with a Fears Tonight crutch. And we... We went to the Best Buy or whatever store it was in the mall there, and we bought a stack of CDs, and we just started burning them and uh, walking around the mall and selling them for $2 a piece. Wow. And that was the only way that we were able to get gas, just to be able to get to a show that we had just booked ourselves for a door deal that we know we're going to draw two people. You know, so it's pretty, it was, pretty insane how humble beginnings, you know, turns into what you guys are working with now. Yeah, yeah, man, it was a struggle, but we had a choice to either do what we wanted to do and uh, do what it took to do it, or just tuck tail and go home. And that's what we chose to do: was stick it out and find a way to do it. So we'd walk around, and that was kind of a part of our daily routine. We would stop by the mall at least for a few hours every day on the way to a show, or just on an off day. And uh, we'd just walk around that mall until we got kicked out, <laughs> selling <laughs> CDs. Sometimes we'd make $100, sometimes we'd make, you know, 150 sometimes we'd make 20 Sometimes we'd just get kicked out because they'd already told us yesterday <laughs> not to come back. And we're like, well, we ain't got enough gas money to get to the next place, so we'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely, you know, it's a little different now with social media. You get to see a lot more of the stuff, but yeah. you guys have definitely had your fair share of, uh, trouble on the road I, oh I've yeah seen several bus breakdowns and yeah getting stranded and what's uh what's probably the is that you think that was probably one of your worst uh experiences on the road or we yeah we had this rv at one point and that thing put us through more hell than i care to admit <laughs> it would break down pulling out of the garage at the shop as soon as we got it fixed the exact same thing they just fixed and it would just break again it was just that thing put us through so much a lot of it was out west and everything so far away so even when you get towed you know the bill would be just outrageous yeah and then you're kind of at their mercy on timelines yeah. and everything else yep <laughs> it was a it was a lot to deal with but we've we've had vehicle troubles with everything we started out in the suburban and then pull on a trailer trailers they're nothing but a headache as well they always tear up we've had a lot of a lot of that and then uh, there before covid we were traveling around in a prevost bus and a trailer and then that thing started having issues too and those things are just crazy expensive just oh, to, yeah. just to fire up the ignition to help get the oil changed on that thing's several hundred dollars might want to pick your feet up through here. It might yeah, get a little deep. It might get a little muddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too deep. Nah. We're doing good. 
So what does what does touring look like now versus back then? Uh, is it still a still a bus and trailer? Or yeah, it's, it's a it's a lot more beautiful now <laughs> than it was back then. <laughs> uh, but now we're uh, since COVID, um, and then that was kind of the the last of the days of the bus there. And so then we went and uh, and we got a a 15 passenger van. Okay. And then. Uh, we just started looking at the shape of our trailer because we'd put that thing through the absolute ringer too, and uh, we decided that we could condense everything down and just streamline it and just be in the van, just the van, and keep our crew and everything minimal and uh, kind of utilize the hotels, you know, at the night, yeah. at the end of the night instead of you know sleeping on the road or whatever. Which sometimes we still have to do that, but we just kind of. We try to work a little smarter and not as hard now. Right. But it's still really hard work. We just we're starting to get a little bit older now, so we want to work a little less hard. Right. <laughs> try, to, try to not exactly just beat ourselves to death doing it. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely something that you learn as you get older. Yeah. You, uh, you learn from all the stupid stuff you do. Yeah, you can, uh, <laughs> you can put in just a little bit more work and a little bit more money on the front end and be a lot more comfortable down the road. Yeah. <laughs> So, <clears throat> with this tour kicking off and everyone living in multiple states, how do you guys actually start a tour like this? Because this one starts in, you said Kansas, right? Yeah, yeah, so... Y'all usually, like, everyone we'll meet, meet at up a, somewhere? Yeah, we'll meet at a central location, and then sometimes that's uh, normally just wherever the van is. And uh, sometimes it'll be, you know, around here, or sometimes it'll be, you know, somewhere else. And then we'll just kind of meet up and to kind of coordinate that so that's just that's different from everybody being here you know like when we started but yeah it's, it's still just you know not a thing necessarily causes problems you just got to plan for it a little more and then just show up and everybody high five and say let's go boys Woo! <laughs> so how long is this tour gonna go i think i've seen dates out to october maybe yeah yeah this one's uh gonna be wrapping up on the uh believe the first okay uh, not. and then just a complete nationwide drive back <laughs> from Oregon all the way you know through here then all the way to the east coast out in South Carolina then up the east coast for for uh, Sam and Cody so <laughs> that uh, we'll, we'll play our last show on the first we'll be home by October the 7th maybe <laughs> <laughs> hopefully <laughs> yeah Maybe we'll make it home in time to trick or treat. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, is there anybody on the that travels with y'all that is the the bad luck guy? Because I'm I'll be the first to tell you I'm the bad luck guy. Bad luck guy. I feel like it's me. I feel like it's you. Well, that's yeah. We're a, both bad luck guys. bad combo on the trails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. It just seems like sometimes it's just anything that could go wrong will go wrong. Oh yeah. This morning I got in this. Uh, to pull it up on the trailer and the power steering didn't work and I said oh my goodness this worked all week been just fine and then the day I go to do this it's, yeah. it's gonna mess up but yeah. here we are it's working fine now yeah well there you go what you have to do to it literally turned it off and turned it back on there you go <laughs> sometimes that's the easy solution must be that engineering you got going yeah. on there it's like I know how to fix this yeah, well, uh, have you unplugged it yeah exactly 
That was that was uh, the number two thing I was going to try. <laughs> so how many times have you rolled this thing? I have rolled this thing. Uh, this particular razor has been on its side about five times, maybe. <laughs> but never, never like end over end. Just yeah. kind of like you get a, get a little too off camber and you just lay over. Yeah. It's uh, it's nothing too bad that you can't just flip it back over and keep going. Yeah. We talked earlier about uh, you're the reason being on the the charts. Yeah. Do uh, do you guys really put a lot of weight in that? I mean, I I know it's it's awesome that it's on the charts, but do you guys kind of get hung up if a song you expect it to do good and then it it doesn't do as well or not really no just i think simply because it took so many pitches of songs that you know we thought were going to do great that we just couldn't get to do anything and a lot of that was just because it's there's so much of this just industry connection so you know obviously the more you do it Right. Where you start to, you know, acquire, you know, who to work with, who not to work with, and, and yeah. how to go about things. So, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely great, and uh, and it, and it definitely, you know, moves the needle in a, on a lot of things. But it's, you know, just because the song is is charting is not the end all be all, or just because the song's not, you know, a lot of times songs will just uh, blow up out of nowhere, you know, years years later, you know, like. Ghost just had that song that they'd had released for like a couple of albums and then it just blew up and went viral on TikTok. Right. You know, and just like a lot of a lot of artists are kind of seeing success from different places other than charting and then, then they start charting because at that point if the song goes viral then radio's just going to start playing it because they don't have a choice to because it's what's popular. Right. I just, uh, you know, YouTube is kind of the same way. I, you know, yeah. I mentioned I make YouTube videos and it's uh it's kind of the same way there's there's a lot of parallels between projects you put a lot of time and effort into and really you're like ah yeah I, I really did something really good and then it's just like the algorithm will just wash it yeah you know, oh, nobody yeah. will ever see it and it'll get you know a hundred views which I'm, I'm thankful for all a hundred of those people yeah but it's something that's like sometimes you're just like ah I thought that one was gonna do good. Yeah, it's like why, why is why is this happening to me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely had that a few times. But right. but then you know when once it happens a few times, you're like, okay, it's just sometimes there's just nothing you can really do. Yeah, it and just you gotta like you gotta not get hung up on it. I mean, yeah. that's not the reason. That's not the reason I do it, you know. And I know that's probably not the reason y'all do it. Y'all yeah. do it because y'all love making music and want to provide your families with a stable income yeah. while you're doing it yeah yeah absolutely man that's a that's just kind of some of those like outside factors you know it's cool you know that it's charting and it can help you know grow a lot of aspects but it's you know that's just because the song doesn't chart or something like that is you know it's not gonna make us be like okay we quit yeah. <laughs> i feel like a lot of people do do that though they yeah don't, they kind of like you said, it's, it's kind of a slow roll in the beginning. It's unless you, like you said, happen to get lucky and have something go viral right off the yeah. right off the hop. But. Yeah, which is not good odds, really. But it does happen. So, yeah. Is there a? Uh, sorry, that 
of these questions are kind of all over the I place. I love it, But man. that's kind of where, yeah. where my brain is right now. <laughs> is, there a, is there a favorite venue you have played at? Or it's like a place that's got a really good vibe or a really oh, good crowd? No, it's, it's tough to just pinpoint one. There's a lot of uh, really cool festivals and everything that we've been able to be a part of and, uh, and various different, uh, like, military events. Uh, we played, you know, a... Uh, naval base that was just incredible one oh, time on the 4th of July. That's got to be insane. And I think it was, uh, actually Royal Bliss was on that show with us, and then uh, Theory of a Dead Man was the headliner, so that was an incredible night. And then uh, we played a show with uh, Blackstone Cherry not too long ago. Yeah. At a, at a marine base, and that place was absolutely just one of a kind on fire crowd surfing the whole time people wow. just yelling going crazy i yep. can imagine they get fired up at military yeah. bases yeah you know? that place was insane I, I got up there and i started tossing out crayons to everybody so they loved that <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was hoping they wasn't gonna kick my ass but they actually loved it and it was well received they're like all right this band got jokes huh <laughs> oh, yeah gotcha 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 thank you and then we can have some great conversations and uh and we could actually show gratitude to them for you know for what they do for us right and for all of us and and so that that was just a great experience uh we were gifted um some really really uh special coins there and it was just it was a great time but as far as just venue you know we we just play play all over and and uh, sometimes we'll Play in some places that are not the best, and sometimes we'll play some really, really cool joints. But you know, it's, what makes a venue a, a good venue for you? Just the, the layout of the stage, or uh, I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, the sound system, and uh, and also a lot of venues just have a, a built-in kind of fan base of their own, so it's not they're not as worried as as much about who's playing there they just know that pretty much every show the venue has is a killer show right so people just you know they buy whatever shows they can take off work for and go to and they don't even know the bands or or when they buy the tickets they don't they start looking them up and then, so i love i love to hear stories like that of people that didn't know who we were but they bought tickets and then they start checking us out and then they show up and they're singing our songs and buying all of our you know cds physically and shirts and stuff and uh, that's always just a super killer feeling when people just they're there just for the show because they just want to cut loose uh, oh got this, us. this is deep let's yeah let's just go around this one <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see a bunch of frogs out there swimming in that one i did not bring my arm floaties or you know i would, I would totally go through it <laughs> yep we could we could take pause go skinny dipping real quick <laughs> So do you uh, y'all still do a lot of meet and greet after shows or? Yeah, we uh, we do. We normally do them before shows. Okay. And uh, the after the shows and everything was a little bit more of the days of when we had the bus, right. which made that a lot easier because you know you got a bus you can go to, but it's it's a lot tougher to party in a van than than it is <laughs> in a bus. So so we normally do them before and I'm then. I'm sure uh, y'all still manage we, to party in the in the van. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but we normally, we'll have parking lot parties, you know, break out the acoustics and everybody be hanging out, you know, doing their thing, and, and we'll just be jamming and playing and singing, you know, just whatever, whatever it is, we, that's always cool things, just random acoustic jams, 
or sometimes it'll be before the show. When, you know, people's waiting in line. We'll just show up and be like, all right, let's go party with the crowd right here. They're waiting in line. Let's go. <laughs> you got your acoustic on your back. Just break it out. Let's go get them. We'll go make some friends. And then next thing you know, as soon as the doors open, they're just like, I love that. Here's you guys a beer. Yeah. Let's throw <laughs> down. I'm like, I love that. I'm ready. There's a, there's definitely a lot of really, really positive and good to go along with the bad, though. So it's, it's not all bad. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer over here. There were some struggles, but uh, you know, lots of them. But there's just been the, the good outweighs the bad 100%. Oh, yeah. And and it's uh it's beautiful to be able to do it also and be able to you know hear the stories of, of people and how how the music affects them or, and, and helps them and uh you hear a hear a lot of you know just really really stories that just hit you right in the heart and and to be able to have an effect on that is, is definitely a beautiful thing and and especially in a live setting you know when somebody's work you know all week and save their money just to be able to do that or drive a few hours just to be able to do it it's a it's a beautiful thing more times than not it's pretty awesome yeah so outside of music is there a when you're not being a professional rock star what there any you got any hobbies or anything you like to do to unwind uh i i do i like to do anything outdoors so Naturally, this was right up my alley. Oh, yeah. I love love to do that. I'm, uh, I actually kind of enjoy fishing sometimes. I just suck at it really bad. Same. <laughs> I live right near Smith Lake, and yeah, and I, I could I could be in a line of ten people pulling pulling out fish every cast, and and I would be the one sitting there just casting all day. Yep, that is me for sure. <laughs> Which. My thing is I don't have a lot of time to, to learn all the ins and outs, what, yeah. what lures, how to, you know, if the fish are deep or if they're shallow, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that, that is me too. Just that, uh, anything involving water, I think I'm part dolphin. Part dolphin. So anything involving water, you can pretty much sign me up. Well, the next next uh, podcast we'll, we'll get do in the middle of summer, we'll get the boat out there. <laughs> there you go. I love that. Man, it's like... The greatest podcast ever right here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's a, it's a pretty unique spin on podcasting. Cause like yeah. It, like we were talking about earlier, podcasting is uh, it's really, really in it. It's, uh, to me, it's a really awesome way to get to know someone on a little bit more personal level. Uh, kind of, you know, a lot of people know you from, from meet and greets after shows and, and seeing your social media. But yeah. But just getting to kind of hear a, a long format conversation really kind of learn a lot about yourself and yeah. the band and everything oh yeah for sure man it's a there's there's a reason you know why why this world's you know as popular as it is right now you know just because people were kind of craving something different from reality tv shows they wanted actual reality yeah and to hear people's you know thoughts or opinions or you know or to get their news from somewhere that wasn't CNN, you know, so there's yeah. just so many different, like, sub-genres of podcasting that it's just, people people love it, and there's, you know, damn good reason they do, you know, because it's, it's authentic, and that's that's what people want, is just to not be force-fed, just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. So, uh, 
Any other hobbies, or is that about it? Uh, I, I love doing uh, metal fabrication. Oh, actually. really? Actually, fancy enough, yeah. That's a uh, that's definitely a hobby of mine, and uh, and there for a little while was uh, uh working for uh, a company around here, um, doing that and uh, building docks and stuff like that on Smith Lake, and that was always just a blast and a joy too. But even just you know while I'm at home, you know, naturally doing that for a little while, I got me a little weld machine. So yeah, that's awesome. Just, I, I like that too. I got yeah. uh, I got a little. Just a, it's just a little Harbor Freight welder, nothing yeah, special. Yeah, that's me, just a little titanium there. Yeah, just uh, stick a couple pieces of metal together. These are good skills to have, too. Yeah, it is. I mean, you never know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Need to repair your old razor right here. You yeah. got your little handy-dandy machine. I've definitely welded parts back together, which I, I try not to use them. I try to keep them as spares. But yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple of tie rods and even an axle. Yeah, but there you go. Heck yeah, man. So I... I definitely love doing that, and uh, and even kind of introduced my woman to it, and she loves doing it also. So sometimes, you know, we'll just kind of go and get some random knickknacks and patty wags. Or uh, one time we just went and bought a bunch of a chain link and just made shape, shaped up this little cactus thing, and I just kind of showed her a little, you know, just how to kind of tack it up and everything. And she put the hood on, got down on the ground, started rolling around, tacking it up for me and everything. So we just kind of do some little projects like that. And it's, it's fun. And I just, I, I just, I enjoy it too, you know. Yeah, that's it's, pretty it's, awesome. So like, kind of like, I don't want to say hard, but because some people use that kind of derogatory, but more or less, uh, kind of a way to express yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's, make, just make cool shit so I like to sum it up. Yeah, some people like to sew and do stuff. I like to mess around with some metal or, yeah. you know. Build, build something out of wood or whatever. But, uh, <clears throat> so I feel like the obvious answer here is uh, your own music, but what kind of music do you actually listen to whenever you're not, not blasting shallow off? Oh, man, yeah, that's a, that's something I very rarely do is really? listen to, <laughs> to, to our music. Just because I, you know, I play it enough and, and all that, but, uh, I'm, I'm fairly versatile. I've been uh, actually listening to a decent bit of country uh, here lately and uh, and kind of big on Billy Strings and that whole new resurgence of bluegrass yeah. and, uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I think the Oliver Anthony thing kind of brought a little more attention to that, yeah, that genre. Yeah, 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 definitely kind of a little bit more folk-type music. And... Uh, yeah, it's a. Well, you want to talk about someone just just hitting a lick? That was uh, yeah, that was crazy the way that. Boy, his life completely over. changed just overnight. That was the most nuts thing I've ever seen. Then I think it goes back to like what we were talking about earlier—the authenticity. I yeah, mean, it was just a guy with a, a yep. cell phone making a yep. video of him singing and yep. talking about stuff that you know more people than not probably feel the same way. Yeah, we won't dive too deep into that no. here, but I just Ooh, yeah, <laughs> hey, that hey was steady. Uh, that was two yeah, <laughs> two wheeling it. That's we a, doing it out here. I've <laughs> never been on this trail, and I, I'm gonna lie, it's a little, first time for everything. A little rougher than I was expecting. Yeah, I'm it is. Quite honest. <laughs> I think we got it though. Yeah. 
but it takes a long time to kind of visualize your shot on where you're gonna, oh, yes. the path you're gonna take. A hundred percent. Whenever I, whenever I ride with anybody who's like just got one or it's kind of new, and we're doing something like maybe like that where it's a yeah. little bit sketchy. Yeah. I try not to be super pushy about spotters like. You know those jeeps earlier there was a guy out and he was kind of helping them yeah you know kind of go this way yeah i try to really let people learn it on their own yeah because for sure. like you said it's a feel thing you kind of yep. get a feel for what's going on yeah sometimes if i see that they're gonna like roll it or hurt themselves i'm like hey yeah <laughs> maybe we go this way a little yeah <laughs> you know? i definitely feel you on that other than that let them go out and figure it out yeah go make some mistakes and learn exactly <laughs> it's a the easiest way to learn just about any skill is just to, to do it and suck at it. And then, yep. Like you said, try not to suck. Yep. Same thing with the band. You got to suck for a while. I think Dave Grohl said a little bit about that. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about you just get, you got to suck for a while. That that doesn't mean stop doing it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. This place is crazy. I love it. I think I covered everything I, I yeah. had in my notes to cover. Yeah, well, heck yeah, man. Shoot right. the shit every how long. I don't care. I'm, I'm here for the party, man. Long for the ride. Yeah, I think we'll probably just go ahead and wrap it there if that's all right yeah, with you. Yeah, it sounds great, man. Uh, I definitely appreciate you coming yeah, on, dude. man. Appreciate you having me, man. It was an absolute pleasure. Freaking fantastic time here in Green uh, and Alabama. Yeah, and uh, make sure you guys check out their song, you're the reason, and catch them on tour. Uh, I'll try to throw the tour dates up for you. Yeah. And uh, they, which they have that all on the Shallow Side uh, Facebook and Instagram page, I yeah. believe, as well. So and Stay tuned for more. We have plenty of new music, and uh, we'll be getting ready to get that to you soon, and uh, hopefully an album full length coming soon also. So stay tuned, and, and, uh, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of uh, having to listen to my long-haired uh, redneck self <laughs> talk too much all right well thanks for watching and i will see you guys on the next one yes oh. freaking awesome man yeah i'm sorry that was a lot of fun